This is the Benson Gregory Podcast. Interviews with leaders, changemakers, and real-world influencers. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Your support means a lot. Now, here's your host. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate that. You know, it occurred to me that I don't think I have ever pointed out who that voice is. Jessica Rice, my friend. Uh, recorded that open for me, and I think she did just a fantastic job. So thanks to her. I am Benson Gregory, and thanks to you for tuning in to another edition of the Benson Gregory Podcast. Um, This one is going to be a little bit different. Uh, First of all, I need to apologize to you for not doing one of these in so long. I did not mean to take like a six-month hiatus. There has been a lot of stuff going on personally. I'm sure you've had a lot of stuff going on too. 2020 was crazy and a lot of fallout from that. Uh, I've had some pretty significant health issues. I've had some major surgeries. Um, very much in recovery right now. Uh, going to be a while longer in recovery, but I'm finally feeling the energy and the strength to uh, do some things. I've had some stuff on my mind for a while for a podcast, and this one's kind of personal. So um, it's a little bit of a struggle for me, and I think I've been putting it off a little bit because of that. Uh, I'm going to share some things that are personal today, Um, and uh, that's a little bit challenging. It was a little daunting thinking about doing that, but uh, we're going to dive into that. Uh, Normally, I'm talking to someone because I think people are super interesting, and I love hearing their stories of what inspires them and what drove them to do what they do. And uh, today, I'm going to share my own story. It's not going to be as exciting, I think, as a lot of the others that you've heard on the program. Um, God's not called me to move to a foreign country or start a rescue mission or anything like that. But hopefully, you'll find some inspiration in it, as uh, it's just really the story of a guy kind of finding his way. Uh, Part of what we're going to be talking about today is kind of a milestone. I am celebrating 15 years at my current job which is a pretty big deal. Right now, I don't know. uh, People tend to change jobs a lot. I certainly did before I ended up working here. And uh, my current job, I'm in, like I said, 15 years. And that's pretty neat. So I'm going to share a little bit of that story and how that came about, because it certainly was not a direct road. Um, I'm going to, it's going to be kind of sensitive. Um, it, It was, this is going to be obviously from my perspective, Um, there were a lot of people who were involved, uh, several businesses were involved in getting me where I am. Um, many of them are out of business now through, uh, one reason or another. Um, not, no, not because of me. Um, but, uh, some ownership has changed hands. Um, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, and I know that there were a lot of people whose lives were impacted and I certainly don't want to minimize that or gloss over that. Uh, but their story is not my story to tell. I'm just telling my story. And uh, again, I hope you find some inspiration from it. So without further ado, I work in radio, as uh, you probably know. The podcast is not part of my job. It's something I just do kind of for fun and uh, because it interests me. But um, working at the radio station, uh, you can tell I'm nervous. I'm saying um a lot. Uh, Working at the radio station, I started radio in high school. I went to a a high school that owned a radio station, so that became a very clear vocational path for me. Uh, As a sophomore, I believe, I started in the radio station and just loved it. It was really cool. I was looking at psychology before that, 
but I mean, you're, you're in, you know, a ninth, 10th grade. What do you know? So I wasn't like really choosing a career path at that point. The, the world was huge and I had only seen a small slice of it, but there was something about radio that just really appealed to me. And I was still young enough and confused enough to where I was really drawn to the whole celebrity of it all. I really wanted to be famous. I really wanted to be rich. I wanted to be somebody of importance. And radio fed some of that. Uh, it was a different time. And radio also was just kind of exciting and fun. I enjoyed the technical aspect of it. This was before computers. This was, there was no computer. It was one computer in the whole building. Uh, so there was no computer in the control room. There was no you know, music scheduling software. In fact, we only had, I want to say, maybe seven or eight CDs. And everything else was on those cartridges. So they would call them carts. They looked like eight tracks. They were on those or music was on vinyl, on LP. So my first radio job was literally queuing up records. From there, um, I knew that radio was going to be the path that I was going to follow. So we'll skip ahead significantly to me working in radio. This was Christian radio that I was involved in in high school. I came to a Christian college at Asbury University, went through the radio program there, got a job working in Lexington, uh, initially working in Christian radio, doing sales, and that was pretty miserable. A 19-year-old should not be trying to sell Christian radio uh, or any kind of radio or really much of anything. And uh, that didn't work out super well. I didn't make it very long at all. I just couldn't reach those sales goals because I was trying to go to college full time and it was just, it was just too much. So I uh, went to uh, work at a secular radio station in town. Uh, I was the host of Love Songs and Dedications for a while. And uh, that was interesting. That was a lot of fun. Um, and I remember driving along the road one day and I, I audibly spoke out in the car as I was driving. Um, just driving to work. And I said out loud for some reason, but I don't want to go back into Christian radio. And that was kind of alarming to me because I didn't realize I was even thinking about that. And clearly God was dealing with me on a return to Christian radio and using my talents and my abilities for him to build the kingdom. And I didn't really want to do that. I wanted, uh, again, I was still kind of stuck. I was in my twenties. I was married and, uh, I, I had a little bit of notoriety a very tiny bit of notoriety. And uh, I wanted to continue down that path. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to be influential. I wanted to be remembered. And I didn't see Christian radio as a path to that. So through a series of events, I ended up uh, having to leave that job. There were format changes and some things that just didn't work out and I uh, couldn't stay. So I gave my notice and uh, I was invited to return to Christian radio. So I went back to the company that I had sold for before and worked for them in an operations management uh, position. And I was there for, I think, eight years and, uh, and ran uh, you know, the operation. I was the operations manager, which means you're overseeing. We, we did automation, so I was overseeing the computers. I was overseeing just kind of the overall running of the stations. And um, I was pretty miserable. It was, uh, it was not right. It was where I was supposed to be. And something about it also just didn't fit. And I couldn't quite put my finger on exactly what I just knew that I was utterly miserable. And I had the opportunity to go on vacation. Uh, my wife and I went with a friend and his wife on vacation to uh, visit his family. They were missionaries in, in Arizona on an Indian reservation. 
and we had the chance to go out there on vacation one year, so we jumped at that opportunity, and uh, I was very excited about going because I believed that this was going to be the chance for God to talk to me, and I thought that this is where I would really see some change, some epiphany. I had this vision of me in the desert at night with a sky full of stars and, you know, cactus and coyotes howling in the distance and, and God speaking to me in the small, still voice and telling me what my purpose is going to be and laying out the path before me. Well, needless to say, that didn't happen. Uh, we went on the trip. In fact, God did speak to me, but it wasn't until much later that I realized it. we were in a restaurant in Tucson, I think. And uh, it was crowded, it was noisy, and we were having steak. And I was at the end of the table with his parents and uh, my wife, and he and his wife and were at the other end of the table with one of his uh, friends from the reservation and his wife. So we were chatting on our end of the table. And uh, my friend's wife, just or my friend's mom from out of nowhere, just tells me that there's only one thing that matters in life, and that is to be at the center of God's will. And... I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. I get that. And uh, I didn't really dismiss it. Uh, it was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I get it. That makes sense. And it wasn't until later that that really started to resonate with me, that being at the center of God's will really is the only thing that matters. And, it, you know, fame and notoriety and earthly riches are all fleeting. And um, that is the only thing that really matters is the only thing that's eternal, and that is doing what God created you for, uh, fulfilling that purpose, that thing. Well, we come back home, and nothing really changes, and I'm still pretty miserable. And uh, about a year later, I think, I was called to the corporate office, and corporate told me that they were eliminating my position, and I, I needed to find something else to do. So they gave me, uh, they gave me I think they paid me another month or two, and uh, just to kind of button things up before I left. So I took him up on that, and uh, I didn't really know what to do. Uh, here I am. I had spent my whole life wanting to do radio and really felt a calling to Christian radio, and the only Christian radio in town just told me there wasn't a spot for me anymore. So that was really confusing. I, I, just, I just didn't know what to do. But I, I, I've always tried to look at it as an opportunity a, um, you know, for adventure. You know, let's see what's behind the next door. And uh, fortunately, my friend from the story earlier was, uh, you know, he, I called him immediately. I'm like, hey, I just got let go. And he's like, let's go out and celebrate, which is a crazy thing to say. But he wanted to go celebrate. And he, he made me go out to dinner that night, uh, him and his wife and me and my wife. And we all went out to dinner to celebrate the fact that a new chapter was about to start. And um, looking back, it was the beginning of a really awesome experience. But it was also the beginning of one of the toughest times of my life. Um, probably now second to the health issues that I've been having over the past few months. Um, it would, it would come in second to that, but it was, it was certainly, you know, very, very, very difficult time. Um, I had two jobs that I was weighing and I ended up taking a job selling used cars. And, uh, that was kind of an adventure for me. I wanted to try something new. I saw that as a potential to make some money and learn a new skill set, and I was going to be working with friends, uh, some people that uh, had been very close to me, so I felt that it was a safe environment to go try, and if I failed, no big deal. So I go to work selling cars, 
And that was uh, one of the times the economy significantly slowed down. We had a, a recession. New car dealers were doing everything they could to get people to come in and buy cars, including cutting interest rates to zero and giving crazy cash back. And used car lots just couldn't compete. And the used car business pretty much stopped. And while I was there, we would go days, literally sometimes days, and there wouldn't be a customer walk on the lot. And when we did have customers come on, they were repeat customers of one of the other salespeople. So I didn't even have a chance to sell a car. And it quickly went from this awesome experience and this great opportunity to, oh my goodness, I don't want to go to work today. And then if you, if you know anything about used car sales, you tend to work you know, six days a week sometimes, sometimes seven. Um, you work holidays. It's the only schedule I'd ever had that was worse than radio. And uh, it was, it was a, not a great time. I became very depressed. I became very sad. And it was a miserable time trying to figure out what in the world was happening. Uh, not making any money, making terrible money, and feeling absolutely like I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing and not understanding what God was thinking and what I had done to end up here. And I was in my 30s, and I was unemployed almost because I'm practically not making any money. Between gas and lunch, I was probably spending every penny that I was making just driving to work and eating lunch. So it was a very difficult and challenging time. Uh, from there, I, I left that dealership and went to another place that was uh, uh, affiliated with them loosely. It was another mom and pop place, and uh, that was a much better fit uh, because of the type of vehicles that we were selling. And I saw some success there, but again, it just wasn't a great fit. And, um, again, it was, it was a straight, it was not nearly as bad. I was, I was kind of on the upswing emotionally from where I had been before, but it was still kind of a difficult time for me. Um, from there, I ended up going to a computer retailer, uh, working in business to business sales. So I had been, if you're following along, you realize that I had tried sales once before when I had worked at the radio station before in sales and, and failed, uh, it kind of made me feel like I just wasn't able to do that. Like that wasn't going to be a thing for me. But then I ended up selling cars for two years and that really, it, it, it made me understand a difference. I don't like selling things. I don't like trying to make you take something you don't want. That's not cool. I'm not going to do that. I love, however, helping you get something you do want or helping you, you know, like if you need family transportation, if you want something that's safe, uh, something that's reliable. I love assisting you in that. And, and that is what those jobs were. That is, that is truly what that turned out to be. There were certainly times that I was not happy when I would meet someone. And, you know, I remember meeting one of my wife's colleagues and shaking their hand and they're like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a used car salesman. And people are like, Oh, they're almost scared of you. Um, and that, that certainly was part of what added to the d depression, the um, <clears throat> the lack of enthusiasm for the job, we'll say. So meanwhile, through all of this, I'm still struggling and I'm, I'm really looking for and trying to find what God's will is. And I just can't imagine that it is selling cars or selling computers or, or anything like that. And I was just really intent and really starting to focus on being at the center of God's will. Because my mind just kept going back to that moment in the desert. Um when, you know, God spoke through this woman to me and I didn't realize it at the time, but 
uh, as life has gone on, I have really learned that that was, that was clearly the message I was supposed to receive. And I just couldn't figure out what God was doing. And it really reminded me of the story of Joseph. If you're familiar with Joseph, um, not Jesus's dad or earthly dad, not the New Testament Joseph, Old Testament Joseph, Genesis chapter 37, if you're interested in reading his story. Uh, he was a super neat guy, and I love this story. I'm not going to go into too much detail on it, because uh, you can look that up yourself. But he was a guy who uh, had things going really well for him, and then was betrayed and hit rock bottom. And he managed to climb his way back out of that, and then had somebody lie on him, and everything fell apart, and boom, you thought he was at rock bottom before, no, he's at rock bottom now. And then he managed to climb back up out of that. God was providing ladders for him at each one of these. You know, he's not a self-made man by any stretch of the imagination. It was God providing these opportunities for him to do things and to prove his worth. And he ended up being uh, basically the number two guy in charge. And he ended up saving himself, his family, uh, which had betrayed him, and an entire nation. Uh, from basically from death. And if you want to uh, to look that up, I encourage you to read that story if you're not familiar with Joseph. Again, that's in Genesis chapter 37. And what's neat about that is I'm sure that he and I both were feeling horrible despair. His situation obviously significantly worse than mine. But at the same time, it, you know, something that's huge to you is still, you know, huge to you. So while I was going through these horrible times of depression and despair, thinking, oh my goodness, my life is over, my career is peaked, I'm not going to do anything you know, of significance anymore, uh, Joseph was struggling you know, in similar fashions. He was in jail at one point and was like, I'm never going to get out of here. But God provided a way. And when you look back, when you see Joseph at the end of his story and you look back, you're like, oh, well, God clearly had a plan for him. And he just took him from point A to point B. And the road was rocky and rough, but they needed him to accomplish this. Well, God was taking me from point A to point B as well. And I was trying to trust in that and believe it. But when you're going through the road and you're not taking a direct route, it is difficult to see. Looking back on it now... I can clearly see, oh, God was leading me from here to here because he wanted me to do this. He needed me to have this experience. He needed me, God needed me to be comfortable in a sales role. God needed me to learn how to follow. God needed me to learn how to handle certain situations. And God needed me to have certain experiences. And he was providing that education for me during those two years that I was out of the radio business. Well, as I told you, I'm selling computers and computer services at a store and I it's a retail store that has a business to business side and I'm working in business to business sales and uh, meanwhile while all of this is going on while all this is happening the radio station that I work for sold and uh, it had been on the air for 30 some years and was the original owners that put it on the air still had it and they sold it which was kind of a big shock to me and uh, the Christian radio stations were sold to another group out of Michigan. It was sold to the Christian Broadcasting System, President's John Yinger. And uh, they had picked up the stations. And I knew this because I had stayed friends with several people who worked at the radio stations. And I was just aware of what was going on. Didn't really think too much of it, but I was aware of it. And plus, I'm in business-to-business -business sales. So this is the kind of thing that you need to know. And uh, one day, I, I had a cubicle in the back of the store. And one day, I happened to be up in the front of the retail store. 
and all of the other business sales reps were working with other customers and I was just kind of standing there. I had finished up with somebody and was just standing there for a minute. And in walks this guy, and he walks right up to us with a big smile on his face and said that uh, his business had just purchased a business here, and he needed to buy a computer. And uh, I asked him where he was from, and he told me from Flint, Michigan, and I smiled real big. I couldn't remember his name, of course, because that's how it always works. But I smiled, and I'm like, oh, you're the guy who just bought WJMM. And sure enough, he was. He was shocked that I knew that. And we, we, you know, we talked for a little bit and I took him back and sold him a computer and, and, you know, he was a super nice guy and, you know, we had a, a good chat and, um, it was, it was, a, you know, very good experience. And, um, I didn't think a whole lot of it. Um, he went along on his way and I went on with my day. Well, about a month or so later, I get a phone call and it's him and, uh, a job opening has come up and he's interested in me for it. And this was my opportunity to get back into radio and kind of feel like I was doing more of what God had called me to do. So, of course, I was super interested in talking. So, long story short, very long story short, I ended up coming back to work at the radio stations I had worked for before, but only under new ownership. And I ended up, uh, you know, quickly, uh, well, not super quickly, but I I was promoted a couple of times. and, And now I'm in the role that I am now as the general manager of the stations. And I can see now, clearly, looking back, that God had a plan, and God was taking me somewhere. But as we were going through it, it sure didn't seem like it. And I don't want to gloss over too much here. Um, Again, some of this is not my story to share. There's other people involved here. There's plenty of other folks who played key parts here, and this is their story too. But I will say it wasn't a smooth road the whole time. There were some bumpy points. I almost didn't accept the job because there were some bumps. Um, there, there was a lot going on. And um, it, I think it all worked out together in the end. Looking back, you know, I, I absolutely love my job. I love what I get to do. I don't love every day. Um, there are days I'm very frustrated and don't want to go to work, as, you know, is the case for everyone. But overall, I certainly do love what I'm able to do, and I'm very fond of the company that I work for and the stations that we have and for the work that I'm able to do. I I feel like it's important, and I feel like it matters. And I would not have been in a position where I was qualified for this job. I would not have been in a position where I was able to do this job uh, had I not had those experiences and gone through what I went through. I am reminded of the adage that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And that was certainly, certainly the case with me. Uh, I, again, I was not qualified for the position that I'm in. I had to go through some things. I had to experience some stuff in order to learn what I needed to learn so that I would be able to do the job that I'm doing now. And... I'm certainly thankful for those experiences, but at the same time, it doesn't change how difficult it was to go through it. So fast forward, I've been here 15 years now. Christian Broadcasting System purchased the radio stations in um, uh, 2004. So, uh, or no, that's not true. It was 2006. So here we are, you know, 15 years later. And I've been with the stations this whole time, and you know it's been it's been a good 15 years. It it really has. And 
I am going through something new now uh, with the health challenges, with the uh, issues that I've been experiencing over the past few months, and I still have a long road ahead of me uh, for recovery. And I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about that. I, I will just say that I am using my past experience to tell me that God has a plan. And even though I've had some very dark moments in the past few months, and it has seemed like I was certainly in the valley, um, you know, I know God's there, and I know that he has a plan. And I'm, I'm going to believe that based on what it was like the last time I was here, what it was like the last time I went through something significant like this. And, you know, God had a plan. He worked it out, and he brought it through. And I want that to encourage you. I'm, I'm not telling you all this so you know who I am and how cool I am and that I've been here for 15 years. I'm saying all this to encourage you that if God can use me, he can use you. If God can take me through some tough valleys and some rough times and work it together to something cool, then he certainly can to you. Uh, it brings to mind Romans 8.28 and New International Version, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God works all things for the good. And we just have to believe that. And it's hard to believe that. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to hang on to that sometimes. But again, if, if I can be anything, let me be an example to show you that there is, there is truth in that. And that if you hang in there and persevere, um, you know, good will certainly come from your situation. It may take a while. For me, it took over two years to really get to a point to where I was able to see that there was something that was going on there. I'm hoping this particular round doesn't take quite that long. I'm hoping I can see a little bit quicker what was going on. But, uh, you know, no matter what it is, uh, you just have to believe and trust and have faith that it's there and that God is going to do something. So I hope you find that encouraging and I promise we will be back to the regular format soon where I'm talking to people who are, again, significantly more interesting than I am and have a lot more fun stories to share about how they've built something awesome and not just how they've persevered through some dark times. But I hope that does provide you with some encouragement. And uh, if you're still with me, thank you so much for listening. Clearly, this was personal and difficult for me to share. So I appreciate you sticking with me through that. And if you haven't had a chance, go check out Genesis chapter 37 and read about Joseph. It's a pretty fascinating story. Again, hey, thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, next time we get together, I promise I'll have somebody cool on and we'll talk about something really neat that's going on. And it won't just be me rattling on about my life. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Clearly, the views and opinions expressed on this program were mine and mine alone and not those of my employer or any previous employers or fellow co-workers.